Hey guys, turkey season is in full swing right now, and if you are planning on getting after it, make sure to pick up some Meat Eater Phelps turkey calls to stuff into the old turkey vest or into your fanny pack right now. I carry a few different things. I like to use mouth calls, and I like to use pot calls. Mouth calls or diaphragms, I like them because it gives you hand-free calling, meaning when you're working a bird up close, you can have your gun on your knee, finger on the trigger, ready to roll, and still be making turkey sounds. I like pot calls. I just like pot calls. I enjoy calling with a pot call. Whatever direction you go, including a box call, which I don't personally use too much, but they're fun and great, and I started out with them. Yanni, on the other hand, one of my main turkey hunting buddies, he loves box calls. And what's funny is I'll now and then look to him and give him the look that means get out your box call and find us a turkey. So it's not that I don't like him. I just have Yanni use his. Then I don't have to carry it. Go to Phelps Game Calls. Get calls that are made in the USA and get calls that'll get them close. Find yours at phelpsgamecalls.com today. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newarth, and today we're joined by Giannis Putellis, Ryan Callahan, Alyssa Smith, Hunter Spencer, Christine Sawicki, Randall Williams, and Seth Morris. This is a 10-round quiz show with questions from Meat Eater's four verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking. And there is a prize. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. And for the stat of the week this week, we're looking at the number zero. That's how many days there are until Meat Eater Trivia, the board game, comes out. That's right. It's on on sale right now. That's awesome. Thank you, Yanni and Phil. Congrats, Spencer. Good participation. Thank you, Christine. You can get your copy at store.themeateater.com backslash trivia. It went on sale this week for $25, and I've been told by our salespeople that we are not getting any more copies before the end of the year. So if you want this as a Christmas present, or if you were going to wait until Black Friday, this is your warning. Once they're gone, they're gone, and we're not getting any more copies in stock until 2024. So please head over to store.themeateater.com backslash trivia to get your copy of the only board game where conservation always wins. This is, I truly think it's going to be a great Christmas gift. Mm, I hope so. People are going to love it. Why is that, Seth? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just you can. It's something you could do with the whole family. Uh-huh. You know, twenty five dollars. Plus, it's easy to wrap. Uh, yeah. Easy to wrap. Size easy to wrap. Travels well. Mm-hmm. It's it's comes in at a great price. Could fit in a big stocking. Yep. Yep. You could probably just do one of those gift bags. That's how I like to do all my presents. There you so there's go. There's no tape involved. Okay. You just put it in. Stuff some tissue yep. paper. Put something else just, on top yep. of it. Yeah, there you go. And then it's just, <laughs> how lovely. Great price, Seth. You're right. You always see these lists that are like best gifts for men under $25. Yep. Best gifts for hunters. So we made it $25 so we can make it on all those lists. Perfect. Mm. I'm kidding. I have That's no not doubt. true. I have no <laughs> doubt that you will. <laughs> Now, here's our zero percenter question of the week, which I pulled from the board game. Giannis, please read question 420 for me. And after you after you ask to have a chance to ask the question, (laughs) flip it over to read the answer. Question 420. I need my if you're older, you might want to get yourself a set of readers for these cards. Do we need need to hand it off to Randall or Alyssa? It is not uh, not a huge font. What citrus soda from Coca-Cola wrapped their cans in camouflage as part of a hunting season promotion in 2015? Mountain Dew. Mellow no, that's a Pepsi brand. Oh, I was going to go Mountain Dew as well. <clears throat> Mellow Yellow is but, right. Alyssa got oh, it. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Uh, I did. Oh, okay. Christine got it. Take the point away from Alyssa. <laughs> give it to Christine. Now, Yanni, flip over and read the answer and tell me what you see below the answer. Uh, mellow yellow. Mm-hmm. Below that is a orange line. Which below that it says episode three eighty eight. And to the right 0%. of that, 
That's right. It says 0%. For every question that was used in the show, we included information on the back of the card that tells you who sent the question, what episode it was on, and what percent of players got it right. This will give you and your friends a chance to compare how well you did versus how well Steve, Giannis, Cal, and the rest of the Meat Eater crew did. So any question in the board game that was on the show is going to have that information. Sometimes it's 57%, 25%. We have a few 100%ers in there, and you'll know every 0%er that comes up. You should have an hey, argument what? rating in there, too. For the next one. Like, <laughs> yeah. huge argument? How you should, should we have, score like, a little that? argument. How should we score like that? Like the fire emoji okay. you can have in the corner. <laughs> like, oh, a, yeah. a like, like a spice level at a restaurant. Yeah, it's like exactly. Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings, and you're getting the uh, spicy Thai chili or, or the hot barbecue or whatever the flavor of the day <laughs> might be. What if there's no percentage? That means that the question did not come from an episode that's a fresh uh, question that's only hmm. available in the board game that's a great question and i've seen every one of these questions and answers and i'm sad that i couldn't remember that <laughs> yeah hunter hunter had to upload all way all 800 questions for the board game um he already forgot oh, wow. the answers i'm gonna take a set to uh latvian wisconsin deer camp what do you guys normally play there we play a game called zuela which is uh oh. similar to a game called sheep's head which is not very popular. I haven't but, heard of either one of those. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to be Latvian, I think, to hear of uh, Zuola, but uh, it's a Trump ta- uh, Trump. Uh, it's a trick-taking game with okay. Trumps. Yeah. Now you're going to have that plus mediator trivia there. Mm-hmm. Huh? It'll be fun. For the housekeeping portion of today's show, we're looking at the board game rules. Now, the board game directions will be familiar if you're a listener, but I also included house rules in there so that you can add your own twist to each game. Randall, will you explain to listeners what house rules are? Can you, do you have any? Do you know any you, examples? You didn't prepare me for this. Uh, okay. I, think I, just, rules, I knew that you would know. House rules are when you make up your own version of the game, mm-hmm. and so if someone's at your house and they say, well, that should count for a point, you say, actually, my rules here, that... Counts for nothing. I win. Yeah, if you like, if you have red hair, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, like well, yeah. If yeah. you answer the question correctly and you have red hair, then uh-huh. you automatically there's a multiplier. Sure, one point five. <laughs> do you know any house rules specifically that that you've used, Phil? I feel like maybe you'd have some house. I don't rules play any aware. games. No, no dogs in the podcast studio. I think that's one. That's, yeah, that's, okay. that's, that's a big oh, one. Oh, like a real house rule, not in the context of a game. Yeah. Yeah. So like the most famous example I could think of um, is in Monopoly. There's not a real rule about landing on free parking and then collecting the money in the middle. That's just like a very common house rule. Really? That's not a real rule. That's just an example of a house rule. Those Actually, are some of the things. What, what do you got? The house rules. The house rules I'm most familiar with are mm-hmm. when we're playing games that I don't know the rules to, okay. and then Sydney <laughs> explains to me what's happening on the game uh-huh. as she does something. Sure. Takes away my pieces. Mm-hmm. You know all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't really know any. Like Clue, rules. I've heard of versions where you have to leave the room after you've entered it each time, so you can't just like hang around in there. I think that's a house rule. If you've ever played Cards Against Humanity, um, are you familiar with that game? How like everyone turns in a card? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. A house rule I've heard of is you pull a random card from the deck and also put it in there and that's the ghost and sometimes the ghost yeah. will do better than the rest of the players. Those are examples of house rules. Anyway, the directions <laughs> for Meat Eater Trivia includes seven options for house rules. I won't explain them all, but they're called Solo Game, Phone a Friend, Cheat, Safety Answer, Knockout, Wager, One Tie, All Tie, and loser pays. Today, we're actually going to play with one of those house rules, and I've selected wager for this game. Here's what that means. Players will write down a number next to their answer that's between zero and three. The number will either be added or subtracted from their score based on if they get the question right or wrong. Really confident in an answer? Bet three points. Don't have a shot. Wager nothing at all. And yes, your score can go into negatives. Phil, you agreed to this? Uh, well, well, Spencer's I, I giving me some leeway here. <laughs> You're going to keep your own scores. So be uh, on the honor system. Okay. I'm going to try to also keep mm-hmm. scores. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. But go ahead. This will also be on YouTube. So if you cheat, uh, we'll find out about it, and then we'll shame you later. So mm, keep a oh. good, honest score on your whiteboard. Here's the other twist. On question 10, our players will then make a wager using their cumulative score. Whoever has the most points after the final question will be declared the winner. Does everyone understand what we're going to do? This is kind of like sitting down with a couple of cocktails with the family, and uh, you're like, yeah, we're going to play a game. And then halfway through the rules, I'm like, God, I wish I wasn't playing a game. Here's, yeah. here's what you need to understand, Cal. <laughs> Write down zero or three based on how confident you are, uh, and then you win. Okay, cool. Okay. Well, that's a way better way of explaining is that for, it. Is this for every question? <laughs> for every question. The first nine, you'll bet between zero and three. The tenth question, you can bet if you have 15 points 
at that point. You can bet all 15. You could bet zero. So whatever is, happens. Is the Shelby index at 21? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I think it's a way I, I have a Shelby index, but it's not based on that because mm. I think you guys will adjust your wagers based on how close you are to someone else, if you need to catch up, mm. um, if you need to play it safe, however that goes. Um, so I could see us ending up where the winner has nine. Are you calling this beta testing? Or, it is beta <laughs> testing. This is the fun thing about house rules. You can do whatever you want. So this is what we're trying today. This is going to be the house rule for this day in the Meat Eater Podcast studio. I'm glad we're doing this on an episode where Steve is not present. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Don't think it'd work out? <laughs> I don't think it'd be a three-hour episode. <laughs> now, here's another note about the game. The board game is 800 questions that are a combination of questions from the show and questions that are brand new. When I had to turn these into our fact checker, I actually gave her 850 questions, assuming that some of them wouldn't pass her inspection. That's what happened. She threw out 40 questions, leaving me with 10 extra questions. Today, I'm using those 10 questions for this episode. These are 10 questions that were made for the board game, but didn't make it into the board game. So this is like the, the B squad, kind of. And that's where you're going to hear today instead of uh, just 10 that I came up out of nowhere. These questions so for are like some a of these, we'll want to have some, like a wrong answer? Well, no, no, no. What, what was so the they fact passed, checking? They passed the fact checking. Okay. They passed that part of gotcha. it. But they were the 10 questions out of 800 that gotcha. I cut from the board game. Fantastic. So, you know, there's no lose for me here. If you're like, hey, this is a stupid question, I'd be like, yeah, and that's why I didn't put it in the board game. <laughs> so you, love you it. feel free to argue. It'll be just fine. Now, the Shelby Index for today's round is a four, so our winner should get eight correct answers. And with that, we're on to the game of trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. There are so many numbers in the lead up to this. <laughs> I already have anxiety. <laughs> I really should have eaten. 800 eat. minus 10. I should have eaten something before this. <laughs> Game on, suckers! You don't get those points. You don't lose them either. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. So you got to place but, your wager. But you have to wager at least one. Well, no, you could wager zero. If you, oh, just, if you wow. know you're not going to get it right, if you want to play it safe, you could wager zero. Again, mm. these are house rules. So if we find that this is really dumb, mm. Yanni, then people at home be like, no, you have to bet between one and three or one and five, whatever it is. Today, we're going zero to three is the scale. Question one. The topic is outdoors. And as always, this will be multiple choice. Which of these social media accounts has the most Instagram followers? Is it Smokey Bear, Bass Pro Shops, Cam Haynes, or National Park Service? Which of these social media accounts has the most Instagram followers? Smokey Bear, Bass Pro Shops, Cam Haynes, National Park Service, and remember, you need to wager between zero and three. If you were to wager three and get that wrong, then you're at negative three. If we get to question <laughs> 10 and your score is in the negatives, we'll treat it like Jeopardy and you are eliminated from Final Jeopardy or question 10. So tread lightly. Here's the question again. Which of these social media accounts has the most Instagram followers? Smokey Bear, Bass Pro Shops, Cam Haynes, National Park Service, and I hope our listeners are also coming up with their in coming up with a number in their head for what their wager would be. Let's see how you stack up against the room. Does everybody have an answer? Nah, I'm changing mine because I want. Are you changing your wager or changing your answer? I'm going to keep the wager the same. That's okay. How confident I am. <laughs> okay. I would assume nobody is going zero right off the bat, but we will see. Is everybody ready? Christine? Uh, yes. Are we deciding on wager or answer? Uh, answer. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth wagering one and saying Cam Haynes. Cal wagering one and saying National Park Service. Hunter wagering three and saying National Park Service. Christine wagering one and saying National Park Service. Alyssa wagering one saying Bass Pro Shops. Giannis saying Cam Haynes wagering three. Randall wagering two and saying National Park Service. The correct answer is the National Park oh, Service. Gosh. About half of our players Negative got it three. right. So I get minus one. 
You have minus one if you nicely got to get played. a scoreboard update. Wrong. Nicely <laughs> played, Hunter. I, this is actually I can I can do this, but you okay, guys, Phil. Keep... Phil really? can do it. Yeah, I would say keep your own score anyway, but sure. we'll also uh, cross check with what Phil has to say. The National Park Service has 5.3 million followers on Instagram. That's followed by Cam Haynes at 1.5 million, Bass Pro Shops at 1.3 million, and Smokey Bear at 79,000. Smokey's bio is, quote, remember, hashtag only you can prevent wildfires. I, I uh, like Cam. Uh, always been a, a good dude to BS with, mm-hmm. but it makes me feel a lot better about people in general that the National Park Service has more followers. Four times as many followers yeah. mm. as Cam. Question two. The topic is cooking. This is our listener question of the week, which was won by Steve Sargent. For sending this great question, Steve is going to get a board game signed by the Meat Eater crew. If you want a chance to win our listener question of the week, then send your question to trivia at themeateater.com. The topic is cooking. Merriam-Webster defines this French word as, quote, small particles of browned food that adhere to the bottom of a cooking pan and are used especially in making sauces. Again, the topic is cooking. Going to remind our players to put a wager next to their score. Here I'm wagering is, six on this here one. Here is so your prompt. Merriam-Webster <laughs> defines this French word as, quote, Small particles of brown food that adhere to the bottom of a cooking pan and are used especially in making sauces. This is when those three long, hot years of the Tuscanini kitchen come in handy. Okay, that that gave you this answer, you think? 100%. Yanni knows this. The rest of our room, kind of confident. Randall, do you have it right? Uh, I don't have an answer yet, no. Okay. I can think of an English word that I used to describe this. <laughs> Cal, you look like you maybe have it right. Are you confident in your answer? I haven't even changed my wager. Okay. I don't know what that means. I think I might I might just roll with a one wager okay. the whole way through. Okay. It's <laughs> creative. Christine, Alyssa, do you guys have this one right? Here's the question one more time. Merriam-Webster defines this French word as, quote, small particles of browned food that adhere to the bottom of a cooking pan and are used especially in making sauces. Does everybody have an answer and a wager? Hunter? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth saying fawn, wagering one. Cal saying glaze, wagering one. Hunter saying rue, wagering one. Christine without an answer, wagering zero. She went the safe way out. Alyssa saying Rue, wagering one. Giannis saying Fawn, wagering three. Randall without an answer and wagering zero. The correct answer is Fawn, and that is spelled F-O-N-D. Never Daniel, heard of such a thing. Daniel, <laughs> what do you got? If, I ha- if I'm at a minus one and mm-hmm. I wagered one, I'm at a zero? You're at a zero. That's right. Clawed your way back to zero. (laughs) (laughs) What happened there, Seth? You were only a little confident. Actually, you were more confident that you got that wrong than you were that you got that right. Yeah, because I wasn't wasn't confident. Okay, but you got it right. Danielle Pruitt talked about Fawn in her article called How to Make the Perfect Steak Sauce. She lays out six steps for this process, and Fawn is crucial in steps one through three. Step one is the searing of your steak. Step two is adding flavor to the pan. And step three is deglazing with liquid. To get the full recipe, go read her article on TheMeatEater.com. Yanni, how did you guys pronounce that word at your Tuscan uh, kitchen? Certainly with a D. I've you did I never heard D. it with the silent I D. saw it all over the website. Some people pronounce it like faux. Uh, some people said fond. Um, how, why is it not defonding a pam? Mm. Talk to Merriam Webster, Cal. Don't have an answer. <laughs> I for thought you. that is a that's yeah. a good question. Yeah, yeah, deglazed because I de- defonded the I, shit out of two well, pans maybe, at the same the time yesterday. <laughs> making, making a real maybe fancy the glaze, stew. The glaze is a liquid, maybe, and uh, you're getting the fond off the bottom, which Danielle in her article said that Steve likes to call cracklings. I was going to call it drippings. Yeah. Brown bits is another I was trying to think of glaze. Glad I didn't. Yeah, you do see brown <laughs> bits a lot. I didn't. <laughs> Randall is satisfied he didn't think of Cal's wrong answer. Yeah. <laughs> Question three. I might have wagered two on that. The topic is fishing. <laughs> Niagara Falls empties into which Great Lake? The topic is fishing. Niagara Falls empties into which 
Great Lake. I know you're keeping your, your uh, own score, Randall, but did you? how much did you wager on that last Zero. Week? Okay, that's what I thought. Thanks. So zero answer, zero wager. What a coward. Ah, I think I played that quite well. Very <laughs> pleased. Niagara Falls empties into which great lake? The room is not very confident at all. I would be surprised if we three see any threes wagered here. Oh, I forgot to wager. Shit. Randall, I remind you. I wagered come three up with before a wager. I heard the question. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. Niagara Falls empties into which great lake? Seth, do you have this one right? Man, I should. Okay. I should. It's not too far from I'm changing things my up. neck of the woods where I grew up. You don't need to go into specifics, but how many Great Lakes have you fished? Like, if you had to I'll name them any. all, how many would you None. name? None. I've fished any. Really? I'm, I'm up on a couple of them. I've fished seven of eight. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Big angler. Yeah, no, I'm a <laughs> <big> angler. <laughs> Niagara Falls empties into which Great Lake? Hmm. The room is quite wishy-washy on this one. Even those who have come up with an answer don't seem confident. Mm. Feel good about it, Yanni? Not great, because I can't remember the last Great Lake. <laughs> the eighth one. <laughs> the eighth one. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that that could be the answer. But are you going to stick with wagering three? Oh, yeah. Okay. You don't have to tell me what you're going to wager. That could inform what uh, Randall might wager, for example. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer and a wager? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, God. <laughs> did, you, did you just remember there's a night? No, no, I'm just, I'm all screwed up in my head. Okay, we're running out of time. All right, I got it. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth wagering one, saying Huron. Cal wagering one, saying Erie. Hunter wagering two, saying Ontario. Christine wagering two, saying Ontario. Alyssa wagering one, saying Superior. Giannis what, saying Erie and wagering three. Randall wagering three, saying Ontario. You're smiling as you say that. I think I got it wrong. The correct answer is Lake Ontario. Oh. Room did okay. You were, like, my first you were grinning as you read my answer and made me think that I'd really I was surprised to see you go with three. Back I think we had negatives. Christine, Randall, and Hunter all get that right. Niagara Falls is located on the 30 miles of Niagara River that separates Lake Erie from Lake Ontario. It supplies Lake Ontario with about 80% of its water. The river is known for its great salmon, steelhead, and walleye fishing, as well as some opportunities for smallmouth bass, musky, perch, lake trout, and brown trout. Imagine if someone won this trivia with a score of minus one. <laughs> I don't know what we would do then. I think I win if that happens. You're all in the negatives, and nobody gets to play Final Jeopardy. You'd have been better off if you just hadn't answered any of these. You sat out. You should have gone to the bathroom five minutes ago. I should have got it up to one and just... Called it quits. Question four. <laughs> the topic is mountain men. This next great question comes to us via Matt Rogers. Which state college has a mountaineer mascot who wears buckskins and coonskins and carries a Kentucky long rifle? Randall didn't even need the entire question. I think no, I just read faster than you read aloud. Okay. <laughs> Which state college has a mountaineer mascot who wears buckskins and coonskins and carries a Kentucky long rifle? Randall has this one right. He's quite sure of it, and I'm guessing he's wagered all three points. Read that one more time. Which state college has a mountaineer mascot who wears buckskins and coonskins? And carries a Kentucky long rifle. I worked with this dude named Matt a gajillion years ago okay. on the long and lonesome road. And that dude was from this town and was a uh, like pizza delivery driver prior okay. to working working with us. And mm -hmm. um, he could pick up any instrument while we were on the road and like make unbelievable music. Okay. It's crazy. So you have this one it's right. Appalachia roots. Where oh, oh. <laughs> There's a little hint for our players. Is it? 
Son of a gun. Um, I saw some <laughs> board. Uh, Alyssa has changed. Alyssa has changed, changed the trajectory of her marker. That was pretty bad, Cal. Is that it? was pretty bad. He was talking. Uh huh. Confirmed it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? Are you going to change your own answer now, Cal? Yeah. You oh, wait, are. Wait. Yeah. We're looking for the the state. You need to tell me the, the state, state. Oh, to yeah. be clear, oh, not the institution. Which yeah. state oh, college so has a mountaineer mascot who wears buckskins and coonskins and carries a Kentucky long rifle? Does everybody have an answer? The yeah, state, the state. The tell me the state. No, you're done. I thought I thought you were looking for college. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were looking. For you know what? We need to get stricter ready? about the rules. Is everybody ready? Okay? <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth wagering one, saying Tennessee. Cal wagering three saying West Virginia. Hunter, same thing, wagering three saying West Virginia. Christine wagering zero saying Tennessee. Alyssa wagering three saying North Carolina. Giannis wagering one saying Virginia. Randall wagering three saying West Virginia. The correct answer is West Virginia. But Seth's not... I was kind of in his, you said Tennessee, right? Yeah. Because that's where my wife went to school. So, yeah, the volunteer, he's got a Kentucky long rifle, the Coonskin yeah. hat. But he's not I a think, mountaineer. Right. And I don't know that he wears buckskins. Well, what else do you have to say, Hunter? The West <laughs> Virginia Mountaineers <laughs> have had this mascot <laughs> since 1927. The buckskins are in the style of the 1830s, and the Kentucky Long Rifle is in the style of the 1700s. The mascot is always a student who's chosen annually. Typically, it's a bearded man, but That's in the 90-year history, there have been three women that were chosen as the official West Virginia Mountaineer. Hmm. Question five. The topic is wildlife. What animal represented the progressive political party that was formed in 1912? This is question five. We will get a scoreboard update from Phil after this. The topic is wildlife. For species? Yes. Or do you want like the actual name? Tell me, tell me the animal. If you think the animal is a uh, animal, a bullhead catfish, you'd say a bullhead. Here is the question again. What animal represented the progressive political party that was formed in 1912? We have a confident Randall. Oh, I got a Pretty wager. Confident. I a need, need a wager. Need your wager. I'm doubling down. Doubling down. He's going six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm either going to. Oh, yeah. So at the end, like question 10, we can wager all. You can, if you have 15 points. It's like points, Final Jeopardy. That's right. You can wager 15 oh, points. Differing, though, from Final so Jeopardy, uh, you can write down your answer before you come up with your wager. We're not oh. going to make you wager based on the topic alone. Still be some strategy involved. So if you have very different, and if you're okay. in the negatives, if you, you have just, minus one. You just don't. You just won't participate. You just lose. You're out. Uh, you get third place in Jeopardy. You go home with a thousand dollars. Are those hides free for the taking? If you need one to make something, I I don't think so. But you <laughs> no. can ask Steve. <laughs> I would have sold them already if that were the case. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer for what animal represented the progressive political party that was formed in 1912? Hunter. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth wagering two and saying elephant. Cal wagering three saying bull moose. Hunter wagering zero saying beaver. Christine wagering zero saying moose. Alyssa wagering zero saying donkey. Giannis wagering three saying moose. Randall wagering three saying moose. The correct answer is a bull moose. If you just said moose, that's good enough. The Progressive Party's unofficial name was the Bull Moose Party. The party's nickname was derived from the characteristics of strength and vigor, which are words that founder Teddy Roosevelt used to describe himself. The party was formed in an attempt to solve social and environmental problems brought on by rapid urbanization and industrialization. Despite some calling it one of the most successful third parties in American history, it only lasted eight years. Was this place... Oh, to cover up your sticker or no? Oh, no. It was not placed to cover up my sticker. It's a uh, oh. place so the YouTube audience will see that and then want to go buy it. It's prob- but well, <laughs> well, well I about bet Cal. they'll see it more now. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can see that sticker and go buy it, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The sticker came from uh, Seth's wife's studio. Does yeah. she still sell those? Yeah. It's, it's my does. favorite sticker I have. That's why it's uh, 
in the center of my laptop. It Funny is Teddy moose. Roosevelt oh. himself. <laughs> Phil, we are halfway through the game of trivia. I'm excited to hear what our scores are. I think there is a wide range. What do you got? Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is right on. Um, I, got, I got distracted by a button during question two, so um, let me know if I'm wrong. But we've got Alyssa in last place with negative six. Uh, Seth after that with negative four. Mm-hmm. Giannis with negative one. But then we're, we're getting into the positives here. Okay. We got Christine with three, Cal oh. with five, Hunter with seven, and Eight. Randall in first place with 11 points. Oh uh, we gosh. have a disagreement. Okay, what's the disagreement? Z- it was zero on the second question. Yeah, what, what Spencer do you mean? misread it. Oh, did I? <clears throat> what, what Spencer had, uh, I noticed that, what Hunter had uh, wagered. Oh, that's my fault. Hunter oh, I'm wagered zero. Okay, so how many points do you have, Hunter? Hey, the year eight. the Bull Moose Party was okay, formed, uh, that's when uh, TR did his campaign speech, got shot, mm-hmm. and continue, finished the speech. Said it takes a lot more than that to kill a Bull Moose. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Question six. The topic is cooking. Crappy ammo. <laughs> this fast food You're chain. A tougher bullet than that. <laughs> I think it was like a little pocket, fit, you know, some like point. Sometimes it does only take one. And I think they said that he had a book in his pocket that probably saved his life. Oh, he had a copy of his uh, speech. It was was such a long speech that it was folded over like four times. Mm -hmm. Maybe if he only folded it twice, he wouldn't have made it. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? And you probably got rain gear, but you shouldn't overlook sunny day gear. Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite Hoodie has you covered on the sunniest day. Man, I was just in Hawaii and I had my Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite Hoodie with me. And here's the deal. We're in and out of the water all the time, getting in to go spearfishing, getting out, taking the kids to the beach. I'm not going to mess around all day putting sunscreen on then having to get washed off. I just run a hoodie. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to, especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad-spectrum UV protection? We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow, so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head on over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all of their performance fishing gear. Hey, you know when you take uh, some time to clean out, uh, let's say, like clean out your garage, and you're like, man, how was I living like that with that place such a mess? Well, check this out. If you've been paying a fortune for wireless, and then you switch over to Mint Mobile and get plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, you'll be saying, how was I ever affording to do that way I did it before? It's time to switch, okay, to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash meat eater. That's mintmobile.com slash meat eater. And you will cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month. Again, mintmobile.com slash meat eater. It's a $45 upfront payment required, which is the equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Now, a lot of you guys are familiar with the old hunting tradition of eating, you know, some organ, the heart or a chunk of liver off the first animal you kill. I had that when I was a little kid and it was a big deal. Organ meats were always prized by frontier people who knew the importance of getting a lot of different minerals and nutrients. And as often is the case, those guys were onto something because organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. And you can get the same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from heart and soil made exclusively from regeneratively raised grass-fed and finished cattle heart and soils unique freeze-drying process means all those important nutrients are trapped in ensuring you experience every one of the benefits of nature's superfood in a clean convenient taste-free capsule find out more at heartandsoil.co 
And make sure to use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. That's heartandsoil.co. Use the code MEATEATER. Question six. The topic is cooking. This fast food chain, which was founded in Wisconsin, adds walleye to its menu during Lenten season. The room is stumped. (laughs) This fast food chain, which was founded in Wisconsin, adds walleye to its menu during Lenten season. Well, I know one Midwest fast food chain. You think that's the one? Can you recall walleye? being on there not at all not at all but i do recall that it was a uh favorite somebody in the room okay somebody in the room okay this fast food chain which was founded in wisconsin the room adds walleye to its menu during lenten season the room i can't think of a had that guy died we never would have got uh the river uh no return river doubt mm. which one teddy roosevelt doubt. yeah i wrote about him getting shot in his speech saving his life on the meateater.com the oh, story is God. called teddy roosevelt's fight club it talks about that <laughs> little bit of history nice the room is not confident in this question it's question six the topic is cooking this fast food chain which was founded in wisconsin adds walleye to its menu during lenten season does everybody have an answer? Only time we went out to Doug's, we went to a fast food place that specializes in hot dogs. <laughs> I, I think about that place sometimes. Tell me more. Absolutely fantastic. What'd you have? Some big old hot dog covered in lots of stuff. Okay. It was great. Junk went there food. twice. Mm-hmm. Does everybody near, have an near answer? Near the farm? No. Oh. Does everybody have an answer? And a wager? Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Cal, we're waiting on you. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth wagering zero, saying Arby's. Cal wagering three, saying Culver's. Hunter wagering two, saying Long John Silver. Christine wagering one, saying Culver's. Alyssa wagering zero, saying Long John Silver's. Giannis wagering three, saying Culver's. Randall wagering zero, saying Long John Silver's. The correct answer is Culver's. A few folks got it right. Cal, whose favorite place is that in the room? When you, a million years ago, when you were working in Illinois, you said you went to Culver's damn near every single day and got uh, cheese curds, I think. I don't think I Like ever on said your that. way home. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have one on my way home. We did have a Culver's in Illinois. Um, that's, that's good that recall was, by you, Cal. That I was like the first that. one that came to mind, but I couldn't. Decide I'll if it tell was, you uh, that uh, our host Spencer uh, was a little heftier then. <laughs> you look great now. Oh, thank you, Randall. <laughs> Chester <laughs> was recently talking about eating some Culver's. And you got that one right, Yanni. That's have, why. Have you had Culver's before? I have. They serve walleye. The first Culver's opened in Wisconsin in 1984, and today there are 1,000 locations in 26 states. They've been serving walleye since 2010, and they source the fish from lakes in Manitoba. They deep-fry the walleye and serve it as a dinner plate or sandwich. One food critic in 2022 gave it a 2 out of 5 stars for aesthetics, but 4.5 stars for taste. Walleye at Culver's. Question seven. Totally meaningless unless we know who the food critic is, right? (laughs) The only one who was brave enough to (laughs) review fast food walleye. Question seven. The topic is woodsmanship. This next great question comes to us via Christy Holmes. What two animals are crossed to create a hinny? Hinny is spelled H-I-N-N-Y. Question seven. Topic is woodsmanship. What two animals are crossed to create a hinny? H-I-N-N-Y. Yanni is the only one to come up with an answer so far. Yanni, do you think you know this one? No, but I've got a good guess. What two animals are crossed to create a hinny? Seth has all but given up. He has a negative four on his board. Has yet to pick up his whiteboard. These house rules suck, Spencer. Well, how how would you be doing if we weren't wagering points, Seth? 
Just a zero yeah, instead? Yeah, zero. Okay. What two animals are crossed to create a hinny? So you should have two answers on your board plus your wager. It's between zero and three. Randall, do you have any guess? <laughs> Randall looks like a deer in the headlights. Randall, wager three. <laughs> well, yeah, it's... See, the thing is... Come on, have some I'd, fun. Well, yeah. I wagered zero on the last one. I'm going to wager zero again on this one. And it kind of takes the fun out of it. Yeah, he's a little bit. Holding on to that lead. Yeah, I think it should have been mandatory. Uh, but I'm, one, two, or three on the wager. I'm trying to figure out why this is woodsmanship. Is everybody ready? <laughs> no answer. <laughs> Seth, you're not going to even try? Can't just come up with two animals. The thing is, I saw, I, I know where this gal's from, which makes me think it's. That's entirely what my answer's based off of. From that area, but yeah. I can't even think of something from that area. Where's Could you reread the question with the introduction that states where the uh, submission <laughs> The, the came topic from? is woodsmanship. <laughs> this next great question comes to us via Christy Holmes. What two animals are crossed to create a hinny? I did not reveal where she's from, but Seth knows this person, which has here's, given him, here's the bummer. Has given okay. him enough insight to not even come up with an answer. <laughs> Woodsmanship, mm -hmm. but this name Henny mm -hmm. just reeks of domestic animal. Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm <laughs> yeah. Does oh, everybody oh, does everybody have an answer? <laughs> no. No, I need a minute. Christine quietly playing a great game over there. Oh, One of yeah, our only players in the positive. She's made smart wagers, had some correct answers. What are you wagering this time, Christine? One. Okay. How Playing many, it safe. How many <laughs> points you got, Christine? Up four. About I'm to at, be five. I'm at Just two. kidding. Oh, <laughs> wow. I like I'm not it. that confident. <laughs> I like it. Is everybody ready? Right. What are you doing? Where'd the inspiration come from? <laughs> right, 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 right. I'm Randall? So, you know Randall just Specifically, where did the... Randall said he's betting zero, but now he's all of a sudden... Uh, no, he's drawing a map. Are there alternates? <laughs> are there, if you're going to do zero, why does it matter what you write? I'm trying to have fun. <laughs> are, you look are, like you're having a lot of fun Are there right alternate now, spellings? <laughs> Can, is, no, this the, is this a standard <laughs> spelling? Are there alternate spellings? Not I'm changing out. When you see my spelling, it'll be alternate. <laughs> Safe to say the room is stumped. Is everybody ready? Everyone has two animals plus a wager. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth saying a partridge and a guinea. He wagered zero. Cal wagering one, saying a hare and a cottontail. Hunter wagering Otherwise one, known as a henny. saying a chicken a and a guinea fowl. Christine wagering one, saying a mule and a horse. Alyssa yeah. wagering zero, saying a horse and a moose. Giannis wagering three, saying turkey and chicken. Randall wagering zero, saying a goat and a man. <laughs> That's how they do it in the main woods. Nobody got it. A few of you had half of the correct answer. The correct answer is a horse and a donkey. Oh. A mule. Oh. So a Jenny. A mule is created by crossing a male donkey and a female horse. A hinny is created by crossing a male horse and a female donkey. I asked Clay why he's never owned a hinny, and he told me it's because they're much more rare. In fact, Clay said he doesn't know a single person who owns a hinny. Well, that has nothing to do with the main woods, like I was thinking. <laughs> not quite. If Clay Newcomb does not know anyone who owns one of these, I feel so much better about not even knowing what it is. And you wagered zero. Yes. We have question eight. I want we'll Chrissy get... to write in and say, this is how this pertains to the big Maine woods. Yeah. Well, nobody said it had anything to do with Maine. That was Seth projecting, uh, <laughs> thinking that she couldn't possibly comprehend a question that went outside the borders of her state. Have you ever been to Maine? They're very proud of being from Maine. A lot of questions come from Maine. <laughs> question eight. Uh. The topic is hunting. What state has the second largest population of pronghorn antelope? This is question eight. What state has the second largest population of pronghorn antelope? Pat Durkin once told me that Wisconsin is the capital of having capitals. He said that they are very passionate about being the biggest and baddest for all things that uh, every little corner of the state is the world capital of whatever 
So he said they're the capital of having capitals. We're on question eight right now. What state has the second largest population of pronghorn antelope? We will get a scoreboard update after this. How many points you got, Randall? Well, I want to know how many points uh, Hunter has. Well, he Five. wants to know how many points Giannis how has. How many do you have? <laughs> I got seven right now. I've got 11. Ooh. Yeah. Think about answering, think about wagering zero again. I'm uh, From here on out, I'm wagering house, three on house everyone. Rules. That's what Yanni's been doing. It hasn't really been working I mean, out. I mean, they're sinking or rising Wait, to the top. That's right, baby. Go big city go of home. seven, Cal? <laughs> yep. So, I mean, that's within striking distance. I'm that's what I'm, that's what I'm, yeah. What state has the yeah. second largest population of pronghorn antelope? Does everybody have an answer? And a wager. Yes. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth saying Montana, wagering three. Cal, wagering zero, saying Montana. Hunter, wagering one, saying South Dakota. Christine, wagering one, saying Montana. Alyssa, wagering two, saying Wyoming. Giannis, wagering three, saying New Mexico. Randall, wagering zero, saying Nevada. We have a correct answer in the room. It's Montana. Cal Ooh, what a sissy. Seth Cal. got what it right. Wyoming has a commanding lead on the rest of America with about 400,000 antelope within its borders. Montana is second at 125,000. Colorado is third at 70,000. And New Mexico and South Dakota share fourth place at 40,000. Phil, we have two questions left. Give us a scoreboard update. Yeah, I've got it here. I'll just, uh, it's not going to be in, in order, but I'll try to make it in order. We've got... Did you have some excitement? Please stop it. <laughs> <laughs> we have Alyssa well, you're doing great, Phil. You're with doing great. minus eight, negative eight. Yanni has negative four. Seth has negative one. Then we've got Hunter and Christine with four. Cal with seven. And Randall with 11 still. Question nine. The topic is conservation. This next great question comes to us via Eli Blackburn. Dusky grouse and sooty grouse used to be considered one species. What was that species called? Dusky grouse and sooty grouse used to be considered one species. Honest, what that was that faster. species called? This is question nine. This is the last time that you will have between zero and three to wager. On question 10, you can wager whatever you like up to your maximum points. Son of a gun. Really, really chickened out on that. If you have over 10, you should have to wager. You can't stick at zero the rest yeah. of the game. That'd be a good house rule to incorporate next time. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? Cal, do you have this one right? I, I, I believe so, Okay, yeah. Randall, do you have this one right? It doesn't really matter. Okay. <laughs> He's wagering zero again, sounds like. Do I have it right, Giannis? Should I add, add a wager? Hunter, do you have this one right? Do you have it right? I'd add a wager if I were you. Mm, I can't not. believe that I didn't uh, didn't wager anything on old Montana. I think everyone with a negative right. should get 10 points to wager. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so after this is the question after where we wager. After this is question 10 where we you're, you're going to have a max wager and you can come up with your wager once you know your answer. Mm. Is everybody ready to reveal their answer here? Does everyone have a wager? You know, it'd be good as folks with negatives can like throw negatives at other people's scores, depending on how oh, okay. nice they were to them. <laughs> these, are all, really these are all these are all great like ideas for the things. next time we play wager trivia. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth wagering three saying blue grouse. Cal saying blue grouse and wagering three. Hunter wagering zero saying sooty. Christine, wagering zero, saying grouse. Alyssa, wagering two, saying rough grouse. Giannis, wagering three, saying blue. It's not going to be enough to get him out of the negatives, though. <laughs> Randall, wagering zero, saying spruce. The correct answer is blue grouse. Few of our players got it right. The dusky and sooty grouse were first identified as separate birds by Lewis and Clark in the 1800s. Then in the 1900s, they were combined into one species called the blue grouse. Then in 2006, ornithologists reversed that decision and went back to identifying them as dusky and sooty grouse, just like Lewis and Clark did. Question 10. 
Phil, give us a scoreboard update one more time. Yeah, I'll do, just do the positives. I cannot believe this. <laughs> I'll Randall. just do the positives. We've got <laughs> Seth. Seth got himself out. He's got two points. Okay. And then we the have uh, Hunter and Christine with four, Cal with 10, and Randall with 11. Alyssa and Yanni do not get to participate. You can participate if you yeah, want. Yeah, they can uh, get a participate. Don't we, can't we still do zero through three like we have? Do it? whatever you want. I don't think uh, you can. Sure. You can wager up to three. If I mean, you like. what's different about this question? I'd give him a thirteen. Give him a thirteen. <laughs> the difference in this question is you get to wager as much as you want. Here it is, question ten. The topic is fishing. This last like great question comes want. to us via Craig Bond. What if you carry your points over to the next time you play? No. <laughs> Any more ideas? Here's you question ten. Zero through three. What eight-letter word describes the tapered region where a fish's tail fin is attached to its body? Oh shit! I know that. <laughs> he knows it, but he has not put it on his whiteboard yet. Give us a reminder one more time of who is left in the positives, Phil. Seth has two. Hunter and Christine have four. Cal has ten. Randall has eleven. They can wager as much as they like. A lot of strategy in play here. Here's the question again. What eight-letter word describes the tapered region where a fish's tail fin is attached to its body? Cal to, is counting the letters. I'd have to add some <laughs> letters to mine to make it right. <laughs> Randall yeah, I, has not come up with an answer Are you yet? looking for a, a plural form of this word? <laughs> <laughs> what eight-letter word describes the tapered region where a fish's tail fin is attached to its body? Randall's going. I'm just gonna just gonna take these points home. Start planning a future for my family. <laughs> no, no need to risk that. I think Randall has been at eleven been since like question a, five. Yeah, since yep, since question. Yeah, I think actually, Ooh. yep, five. Wow. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a word. It's just part of a fish. Well, we're we're playing for the we're playing for the win. So essentially, mm -hmm. I mean, it's you would have to guess what I wager. Uh huh. Yeah, and then I know. somehow I either wager zero or I wager all of it. Right. <laughs> exactly. So I, what is, kind of guy are you? Zero or well, ten? You could wager. You could wager anything between. And blue. We don't know what he wagered. First guesses on those questions, and I I left those. All I'm telling you is I'm going high. <laughs> 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 Cal has served you his warning. He has a high wager. Like if these were all chips, I'd be going like this. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Cal is very confident. He is hinting at a high wager, and Randall has yet to come up with an answer. You're looking for the region and not the taper. Is that correct? What eight-letter word describes the tapered region where a fish's tail fin is attached to its body? Hunter, do you have this one right? Yeah. Okay. Yanni, would you get you this? Where did you learn one? about this? Don't give, uh, don't give out any hints here. There's a lot it's on the line. No, I don't know. What if he said on this week's episode I don't of know Meteor? Either. Okay. Is everybody ready, Randall? There's a lot of them in Lake Ontario. <laughs> mm. Is everybody ready? Most of those walleye for culvers though come from Manitoba. That is That's right. <clears throat> Demi would have a wager written down as well. Yes. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth wagering nothing and has no answer. Cal saying peduncle. <laughs> He's wagering all 10 of his points. Hunter saying it's waste, uh, wagering zero. <laughs> Christine wagering zero saying pectoral. Alyssa and Yanni are out of the game. Randall wagering zero saying grip part. The correct answer is Peduncle making Cal our winner with 20 Ooh. points. He beats Randall, who had 11. Well Just a measly 11. Well played. <laughs> Again, Rand Randall had correct answers where he didn't wager anything. Or no, you, you said you thought you had the correct answer. No, Culver's immediately came to mind, mm -hmm. and, and Blue immediately came to mind. But I thought there were other grouse that were considered bluegrass outside and of And you didn't wager two. any points. Well, I didn't write. He didn't go get them answers. right though either. Yeah. Oh. So I... instead, we have Cal who swoops in at the end with twenty points. Wrote knowing down my new total. Peduncle. Yeah. <laughs> did that <laughs> word? Phil, you want to hit that total one more time? Did, did that <laughs> word sound familiar after we heard the answer? 
No, didn't hit anybody. No. no What's no the spelling like on that word? <laughs> P-E-D-U, uh, P-E-D uncle. We're not going to, oh, we're I not going to make him spell it right. I did P-A. Cat was just playing yeah. on hard mode by spelling it wrong. <laughs> Peduncle means... <laughs> that was a real wager. <laughs> <laughs> Peduncle means stem, there and it's where letters. a fish's <laughs> strong swimming muscles are located. The best way to think about this is by imagining that the tail fin is the propeller and the peduncle is the motor. This area is largely responsible for a fish's locomotion. Cal, what happens next is you get to choose where the $500 donation goes. This is the first game we've ever played under the wager rules. It's a big donation. Where are we sending it to? Man. Lots, lots going on. Uh, oh, Cal, director of conservation. Can't come up with a conservation organization. He needs Just, suggestions. He's taking it seriously. Uh, yeah, I'm going to. So uh, corner crossing case is still going uh, and fundraising for that. So I'm going to go Wyoming BHA, Wyoming Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. And it's specific to the corner crossing thing. That's still yep. not wrapped up. It's been years. Yep. Where are we currently standing? So we're uh, currently waiting on our shot in appeals court. Mm-hmm. So um, technically not our shot mm-hmm. if you are pro corner crossing. But this is the the landowner, the holding company uh, that is appealing the original decision. In and federal I, th- court, I think so. we have an episode of the Meat Eater podcast coming up in the next couple of weeks where they talk to a lawyer. It actually about this. it came out um, a while ago. Oh, it yep. did. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, well, I mean, as this episode airs, oh, it came out. Future a while time. Ago. That's future <laughs> Phil talking. Yes. Yes. There you go, Phil. <laughs> future Phil. A couple weeks ago, check it out. Uh, I get, I get, Phil's I get, inside of the Matrix. I know uh, there should be a Back to the Future episode, <laughs> episode four eighty eight. Yes, awesome. That's my yeah, brain no, and real pretzel. Go back and check out episode four eighty eight. Lots of awesome, uh, awesome info from the uh, attorney for the defense. What do we think of the wager style? Would you want to play that again? Would that I be like a that. that was kind of fun, even though I sucked at it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, no. Like <laughs> no. Lowest score. There you go. It is fun though at the end, right? When you're like, oh no, I I actually know this mm-hmm. versus stab in the dark because you know. You can intimidate Randall. Yeah. He fell oh. apart. I mean, geez. No, I just... It's kind of hard to watch for all you folks uh-huh. at home. I, actually, <laughs> I feel like I just played conservatively, and all of my decisions... I don't know that I made a wrong decision throughout. This is not a guy that you want to follow through Bozeman traffic right now. You're going to be... <laughs> <laughs> Cal is our winner. Now, as a reminder, the board game is available right now in the Mead Eater store. If you like this show, if you like the outdoors, if you like trivia, if you just like learning things, you'll love the board game. It's the most proud I've ever been of something that I've made in my whole life. Genuinely, I teared up when I got my hands on a copy. So it'd mean the world to me if this board game makes it to your deer camp or kitchen table or glove box or your truck. Uh, it's made to go wherever you go. It's made for people who love this lifestyle. Uh, thank you to Steve for the opportunity on this podcast. Uh, big platform. He just let me like have my fun with. Uh, Phil, for making this show what it is. We, we had no idea what it was going to be like and uh, nailed the sound effects, everything else, Phil. Thank you. Hunter did all the amazing design work on the board game. That's that's like my favorite part. It is. It's beautiful. Uh, it looks like no other board games you're going to have on your shelf. It looks uh, mature. It looks fun. Uh, it looks like something you'd be stoked to play, I think, mm-hmm. yeah. if you like the outdoors. Uh, Sam James, he did a ton of behind-the-scenes work to make this thing happen. Wouldn't have been here if that was ever the case. <clears throat> the players in this room uh, for the fun environment. Otherwise, it would just be me like telling you facts. And that That's uh, nothing you know, compared to... Everyone having fun in here, giving me a hard time, giving each other a hard time. And the listeners who send in questions, leave comments, download shows, watch YouTube. Uh, none of it would be possible without you. It's something that's never lost on me, so thank you. Meat Eater Trivia, the board game. The only board game with conservation, excuse me, Meat Eater Trivia. The only board game where conservation always wins is available right now in the Meat Eater store. Join us next time for more Meat Eater Trivia. The only game show where conservation always wins. Here, here. Spencer, yay!
Hey guys, turkey season is in full swing right now, and if you are planning on getting after it, make sure to pick up some Meat Eater Phelps turkey calls to stuff into the old turkey vest or into your fanny pack right now. I carry a few different things. I like to use mouth calls, and I like to use pot calls. Mouth calls or diaphragms, I like them because it gives you hand-free calling, meaning when you're working a bird up close, you can have your gun on your knee, finger on the trigger, ready to roll, and still be making turkey sounds. I like pot calls because I just like pot calls. I enjoy calling with a pot call. Whatever direction you go, including a box call, which I don't personally use too much, but they're fun and great, and I started out with them. Yanni, on the other hand, one of my main turkey hunting buddies, he loves box calls. And what's funny is I'll now and then look to him and give him the look that means get out your box call and find us a turkey. So it's not that I don't like them. I just have Yanni use his. Then I don't have to carry it. Go to Phelps Game Calls. Get calls that are made in the USA and get calls that'll get them close. Find yours at phelpsgamecalls.com today.